0: Monica and Jordan, workplace besties, giving you introspective realness and randomness that may literally get us fired one day. We have always been told that first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby in the baby carriage. But we know life doesn't always work like that.
1: You know, I was texting you because... When I was still living with my parents, who have cable, as is a prerequisite of being in the boomer generation, I was watching Eggs Over Easy, Soledad O'Brien's whole docuseries on fertility, infertility, especially in communities of color, mm-hmm. and I kind of expected to like, drop in and watch it for a few minutes, but then was completely swept up in it, right? Because this whole time it's talking about all the things that we never actually discuss. Because when you think about pregnancy, you see the gender reveals, you see, you know, all of the photo shoots all the and fun stuff. all the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's so little conversation around what it actually takes to get pregnant, yeah. stay pregnant, you know, like the strain financially, mentally, and emotionally of yeah. even deciding, is that something you want to do? All the pressures that are upon you. Absolutely. And it made me think so much about, like, you know, I always assumed I'd have children, right? And, like, going to Catholic school, I'm like, am going to have, like, four or five kids? And I'm going to do this. And it's like, okay – it's only been in the last few years in meeting more people who are like, Oh, I absolutely do not want children. And I think that would have been such like a slap or a turnoff in the past, but I've gotten more curious about, well, why or like, what are your reasonings behind that? And for some people it's trauma. Like if they've had a lot of losses, they're like, I can't go through that again." again. Or for some people they're like, I like my life the way that it is Mm -hmm. because I'd rather like wonder about what my life would be like if I had children as opposed to have them and regret them and Mm -hmm. ever have them know that I don't want them. Um, which I think is interesting too. Or the people who are like, I'm the first generation to have financial independence and stability and children would be very disruptive of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's too much of a risk to take. So, just thinking about all those things and then also having friends go through infertility and just just the trauma of that and Absolutely. not having control because especially these are very high achieving people who have done everything right they've always been top students they've been so successful in their professional careers they've found amazing partners and then they just assumed oh when i'm ready to have a child it'll just fall in place and then when it doesn't or you do get pregnant and then you experience loss it you know, from their mouths to me, it's like, it's so isolating because there's really no one to talk to. There's people who can say, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? But they can't relate to you in that way to be like, Mm -hmm. you know, here's how I dealt with it. You have no idea how to really support them and they have no idea, you know, how to really ask for help. And I think it just really made me start thinking about why is it that we wait until we have a partner to even start exploring more and understanding how our bodies work, right? So you know, I know that my personal FBI agent, as soon as I started like talking about this in text messages or voice memos, all of a sudden, like these kits, you know, pop up on (laughs) Pinterest and Instagram, like test your fertility levels and all these other things. But, you know, I had to put more intention into like understanding where am I at this point? Like, if I were in a position to have a family, like, could I, right? Or, like, what would I have to do to actually have one? Mm-hmm. And so I think even understanding levels, understanding more about my body, which I've learned probably more in the last two to three years with a very invested provider than I'd known in the past, thir- you know, past 30-plus years, which yeah. is crazy to me, right? Like, moving to New York, right? <laughs> Credit to my OBGYN. Credit to your OB. In New York, who was like, you know wear a little condom because are you sure you really like him? We don't want any kids yet. And also being the first one to diagnose me with having polycystic ovary syndrome, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that I had like understanding so much. Right. And it's like, then you're just like voracious. You want to know everything. You're like, well, tell me more. And what does that mean? Is yeah. I mean, I can't have children. She goes, that's not what that means. It just means X. Right. And like, so taking you on that journey, but I think there is, also some strangers to that because i'm like how in my big age do i not know how do i not know myself About better body. yeah yeah you know what i mean
0: i know t- i totally get what you're saying from my i think just my health journey in general it was a little weird like i told everybody i kind of grew up i grew up in staten island um and every time i went to the doctor my mother was in the room so with the O B G Y N, she's in the room are you really gonna have real talk no. With your mama right there? No. Absolutely not. And not just that. Um, I grew up in Staten Island, but most of my family on my dad's side all lived in like a 10, five to 10 mile radius of us. So there was a whole bunch of Akamus on Staten Island, still is. And when I would go to the doctor, we all went to the same health center. So when I would go to the doctor, sometimes they would pull out an, uh, a folder and it would say Akamu, and they would be saying stuff. And I'm like, that's not me. You done pulled out my cousin's folder. Like, it's kind of crazy. So as soon as I got my own insurance, I was just like, no, I'm going somewhere else. I don't care if they don't have my history. I'm going to bring my history. I'm going to tell them my history. I'm going to go somewhere somewhere else because I can't have them accidentally pulling out my folder. Mm -hmm. Now that I think about it, I wonder if somebody actually pulled out my folder for one of my cousins or my aunts or somebody. Like, that would be crazy. Anywho whole bunch of HIPAA stuff there but I think from an early enough age when I was in my 20s to your point like they told me straight out that it would be hard for me to have children because I had an irregular menstrual cycle I had high testosterone levels Mm. all of the things and so I got to I guess deal with that or come to come to um a place of just understanding that for myself so when i met Leighton straight off the bat it was like this is what it is homie take it or leave it um and he was fine with that but i was able to have that conversation because i got that information to your point in my 20s -hmm. right um and so I, i do think there's something to know about your health and knowing about what it is like like you said i think people just expect like hey when i'm ready to have a kid we just do the do Kid comes up, you know, nine Mm -hmm. months later, and it doesn't always work that easily for everybody. It didn't work that easily for us either. Um, And so, you know, at the end of the day, I just think knowing that information off the bat helped me make decisions, right? Helped me be okay with or come to terms with the fact that it might be hard. And if it gets too hard, we might be without, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And
1: that you could actually tell him that, right? It's not like... For him to make the decision. Right. So he can make an informed decision. Like for some people, they're like, I'm okay. Like, you know, it being just the two of us, that's cool too. Like if we happen to have kids, that's also very cool. Mm -hmm. But I think it it was this idea that you can get into a relationship and maybe that be the reason why you break up. That person's like, we're having kids or I'm dumping you, right? Like, and not even knowing enough about yourself. And I feel like also it's... This evolution of being more educated about yourself and advocating more for yourself, right? Like, I think as a younger woman, I would kind of just go, you know, just have a basic appointment and then bounce. And it's only in the last few years that I've had like the audacity to say, No, tell me more about that, or I don't understand that, or you can't give me or like run a test on me and then not, you know, nearly immediately or as soon as you have the information, break it down so that I understand what this means for me, right? And so I think that that takes... A lot because you're not really taught to be the advocate for yourself yeah. it's, it's more of this like passive relationship and do you have a provider who has created an environment where you feel like they're not rushing you they're constantly behind they're like any questions but they're already halfway out the door so <laughs> everything is te- all the energy in the room is telling you I don't have time for this I'm Correct. already moved on. you're not dying nothing's wrong with you so
0: and you I, should know this so
1: and you should know this right and so I think it's that and then it's also um to an extent, like making like very clear choices about who your provider is, right? Like Mm -hmm. doing more of that research. And I feel like the providers that I've had in the last couple of years, I found through others, right? Like I want that testimony. I wanna understand how they approach their patients. Do they make time to talk to you? Are they gonna like counsel you and coach you and make sure that you feel set to make really good decisions about um, your body? And so I feel like, I feel a lot more confident now. And so, I've started thinking about and I've had that conversation recently with um my OBGYN with the MP there to sit and they were like, "You know, do you want to learn more going to a fertility specialist?" Now like the next step is talking to someone in finance, right? Cuz they broke it down for me like all of the mm. medications and you have to do this injection they you have to come back for the retrieval yeah. and I'm just like it's that sinking feeling and you're like I don't want it that bad. <laughs> like I'm not. You know what I mean? And then so I but I'm like okay even if I could get over all of that can I even afford to do this? Oh, right? Yeah. So that's the next step is me talking to the finance team so mm-hmm. they can break it down for me like understanding does your insurance is raggedy insurance that we pay for every month they don't cover nothing. Um, does it... <laughs> (laughs) does it cover anything like is there any offset like am I gonna have to come up with 10 or 15 thousand dollars and then you have and that's for a maybe right and that's that's just the start it's it's basically the down payment right it's the down payment for them to freeze your eggs which they're like and eggs are really fragile our preference is if they're fertilized with who like with who says like so it's all this money for a maybe, then you absolutely have to do like all the rest of it. And then it could all blow up in your face, right? Like how many cycles can you afford to do an IVF? And so it just starts you down this path and you really have to start thinking like, how bad do I want it? Am I willing to risk my financial stability, which was so hard fought and won for to have a family and is that really my end goal? So I feel like that's that's the space that I'm in now. Is just really trying to understand like how bad do I want it, and like what am I willing to sacrifice financially, emotionally, to get it, if at all?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think as somebody who has two kids unexpectedly had two kids, <laughs> <we're> still, <laughs> but but they're here. I mean, I think even as progressive as you might think that you are. Um, I think as you're going through the process of trying to have children, if you've come to the point where you're like, yeah, I want to have them. I'm willing to sacrifice all of that other stuff. Going through the thrills of it is so hard when it's not happening with the snap of a finger that everybody has told you about in the past. Because so much of it is tied to what we believe is our womanhood. So if I am not able to actually you know, hold, you know, hold a baby and then carry a baby to, um, to term? Like, what does that mean for me? Like, am I really a woman? And so I think, and it doesn't help when you have the outside pressures as well. So you're dealing with this in and of yourself, but then you have your mom and then you have, you know, your coworkers and then you have the All the random people who are all up in your business and your ovaries asking you, when are you going to have a kid? You know, what's taking so long? Or, you know, you've been married for three years and whatnot. Like, we expect this now. You're trying to deal with that in and of yourself. And so to even deal with the outside pressures, it could get really hard and it can break, it can break you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think for me, again, having the right partner is so important in all of this, because whether, you, you know, that's if you decide to do it with somebody, there are folks that do decide to do it alone. And so hopefully they have that right support system for them too. But having that support system is so needed where you can start to block out the outside world of things easier said than done. Trust me, I know still living it till this day. Um, but even after you have the kid, we still don't even talk about that. Like all of the things that happen to you after the babies come out. I mean, I call it deflate gate. I don't know if you know who, who knows it. I named it myself. It's <laughs> basically, you know, you get all plump and your booty gets all juicy. Then the babies come out and it just like your booty just deflates. It just mm. like a pancake, you know? You could get stuff like hemorrhoids. You can do all of the, all of the things. And I had a C-section, and I feel like they just took the babies out, took my intestines out, and then just humpty-dumpty me back together, and nothing has worked the same since. Mm. Nothing has worked the same since. But these are the things that we don't talk about. So it's like, even after you have the kid, there's still other pieces that happen during pregnancy, after pregnancy, that you still have to deal with and know about. And I, I just want to be, I want, I hope that becomes more open as well. It might be TMI for some people, but I really do think that I hope no, people get more No, I think open more
1: providers that. are saying that, like, we need to stop being so secretive about what happens to your body. Because, again, it goes back to having an informed decision to say, like, can I deal with all the things? Or, or am I, even if I if I just know, it doesn't make it necessarily easier, but it's something I can process and be prepared for. Mm -hmm. Because I think you hear so much about women being like, why didn't I know that X, Y, and Z was going to happen to my body during and or after pregnancy or all the risks? Like, yes, we live in a modern society, but people still very much die during or after pregnancy, right? And We know that black women and women of color die at a much higher rate, right? Either Mm -hmm. because you're not listened to, there's, you know, discrimination that's still very prevalent in healthcare. I mean, you still have physicians that truly do believe that people with darker skin or that, you know, black women have a higher threshold for pain, right? Mm -hmm. And we won't even get into the history of how there is so much knowledge of obstetrics to this day because you had doctors who practice on enslaved women. Mm -hmm. So there's so much to it um, that I feel like you just have to have access to the information, but there are others who feel like, Oh, well, I don't want, you know, other people to know because then they'll decide not to have children. I think it's very important, especially we talk about in this post row America, where we're talking about like, if I want to have children, right. And in all the complications that can happen, you know, to your body, if you have an ectopic pregnancy, or there is some sort of abnormality with your, with your child, with your fetus, Mm -hmm. you know, that may warrant you know, that you have an abortion, which is a medical term, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think there's so much misinformation that has, you know, been in play, that continues to be in play, that it's, you know, some irresponsible Jezebel, right? Some promiscuous woman, some nasty woman who's been out here in the streets, and now she doesn't want to have to take responsibility for her actions when that's not what it is. It's it's absolutely healthcare and that's not a political statement. And I believe so strongly in it because all of these are all the things that you would have to be prepared. You and your partner would have to understand that just because you get pregnant or carry a child to term doesn't mean that that child will thrive. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much that can happen in between. Mm-hmm. So this it's super complicated. Yep. You have to have your own support system. You have to have providers. You have to have a whole community that surrounds you and supports you. But now we're in a society that doesn't necessarily seemingly value that we have politicians who are playing you know some very dangerous games with people and taking away your ability and and those who are truly educated enough to make decisions or to make recommendations so that you can do what's best so I think that that just adds a whole other layer of you know complexity on top of it depending on where you live and you know I live in a red state and so you know while there wasn't an immediate trigger law that went into place um, that doesn't mean that it won't Right. I drive to Target and there on either side of the road, there is a pregnancy clinic, right? And then there's a health care center. And those who know, know, right? The health center typically are, you know, facilities that will provide safe healthcare access to abortions where oftentimes not always oftentimes a pregnancy clinic is there to convince you why that may not be in your best interest to have an abortion that you know children are a blessing they're a miracle and I'm not saying that they're not but it may not be in your best interest or theirs to carry them to term and so um I see people standing on the side of the road all the time and it and it, may, it makes my blood boil to see that because I'm like who are you right to try to terrorize or humiliate or you know question somebody else's choice you have no idea why you know why they're there it could absolutely be at a doctor's recommendation or just because they want one right like i've I've never understood why this is so polarizing like if you don't want an abortion then don't you get one so i just feel like that makes everything all the considerations all the things that You know, I'm thinking about, I know others are thinking about at this age of what happens next that much more complicated.
0: I think what happens next is always super complicated or what happens now or even dealing with the now is super complicated for everybody. I think, you know, at the end of the day, one of the things that we've talked about even or you've said it or we've stated it is knowing all of the information, right? like knowing all of the information and being able to make decisions based off of that. Um, and so I really do encourage people to do their research out there, like to research it, like at the end of the day, get your information. If if there's anything that comes from this is get your information. Do your Absolutely. research.
1: Absolutely. And I think like, don't let anybody else tell you what's best for you. Don't let anybody rush you. Um, do what you need to do for you. And I think that it's important too, that there's more conversation around being intentionally child-free. And I think even the, you could say it's semantics. It's not in my mind, like childless versus child-free, right? Which has become a big discussion because childless in, in, you know, it insinuates in some way that you're lacking or that you've lost out. Whereas I think child-free talks about the intentionality around, like I, have chosen for whatever reasons I don't necessarily need to explain that I do not want to have children either because I'm worried about global warming, the sustainability, um, of the lifestyle I'd be able to provide for, you know, a family, or it could very well be because I cannot actually have children and I'm not willing to adopt it. It could span. Um, but I think that that's also important is like taking some of the stigma away and not shaming people who have decided that they don't want to have children and, making it seem like that's a selfish choice, right? Like, again, you have to do what's best for you because we also live in a country that doesn't provide a lot of support. You talked about before about needing that extra time to be with your children, to heal Mm -hmm. all those things and how that was... A huge financial blow to you yeah. and to your husband and so to think about there's all this criticism about who doesn't have children but then it's like when you do you're not set up in a way in which you can actually thrive and have all of the care and the support that you need so I don't know how those two worlds can exist they do um, but I think that again going back to having to weigh all of your options and understand what it would look like and what it would mean for you is why that's so important because it could be after you do all that, you realize either I don't want it that bad or it's just not feasible for where I am. I'd have to have a lot more stability. I'd have to have a bigger community. I don't want to do it on my own. I can't do it on my own, et cetera. So I feel like that's, that's the biggest thing for me is there's so much more work I have to do to even figure out like, what is my life going to look like? And is it going to just be me? Is it going to be me with children is going to be me with you know just being the best godmother i can be and Mm -hmm. being satisfied more than satisfied with that being um sort of my legacy
0: i think for me just being in it, it you know i think the the piece for me is how do i make sure that i'm still me with being a mother Like, my children are here now, and I want to do everything that I can to support them. But how do I deal with that? And I I do want to say, like, we talked about the question asking about people asking, like, when are you going to have kids and all of that? It still continues. Because even though I have two boys right now, it's always like, well, don't you need a girl? Or, Mm. you know, when are you going to have more? Um, Or anything of that nature. Their names are Aaron and Zachary, A to Z, beginning of the alphabet, end of the alphabet because there's nothing before and nothing after Mm. period Mm. I don't need a girl just because you think I needed to put to create this perfect picture of a family um but I think even in that with these children as I'm growing them I'm being a wife I'm being a mother I'm being all of those things is how do I get back to Monica aka Yemi how do I make sure that all of the things that I that are inside of me that I want to do that that doesn't stop so that way they're able to see that as well As well as being able to grow them, you know, like I can I can damage them (laughs) like I can do a bad job. Um, And I'm trying to be we're trying to be cognizant to make sure that we don't. But that's the risk out there. And I think even now I just got to pause and talk about this bounce back culture as well, which just shifts gears in our whole conversation. But I think that that's an important thing as a mom. It's like, how do I look now? Can I fit back into my jeans before I had kids or when we got married? I'm not trying to fit back into my own jeans. I'm a grown woman and I'm wearing grown woman jeans (laughs) that fit this grown woman's body. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I am not hating on anybody that does the bounce back. Shout out to you if you're able to do it. But it took me four years to lose the baby fat. And then I gained the baby fat all right back because I am actually growing humans. And that to me is more important than anything else. And I must say, I think I'm a bit fabulous either way. You know,
1: my grandmother had a quote for everything, but she would always say we didn't make ourselves. And if we did, we wouldn't look half
0: as good. But she also (laughs)
1: said, if you don't like what size the pants say or the clothes say, cut it out, cut the
0: tag out. I always knew I liked your grandma. Cut the tag out. Cut the tag out. Me, I'm just like, whatever size I am, I'm going to be fabulous in it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be clothes that will that I will make sure that I feel confident in it and I can step in. And it's not me like, dang, Monica, you don't look the No, you're right. You're right I don't look the same. A lot of things have happened. A lot of things have transpired. And that's not my focus. And again, if you bounce back, kudos to you. But if you're not, I see you. Right. But it's like all of those pressures, even after you have the kids, it's like, oh, well, what are you doing with yourself? Oh, my gosh. Are you not working out? Are you not? No, I'm not driving five or running five miles a day. I'm actually shuffling kids to swimming class. That's what I'm doing. And making sure that I have some downtime to myself. Right. Making sure that I can breathe, making sure that I can be the best me possible for myself and for them as well. Like, that's what I'm focusing on. So I think the pressure just continues. And that's been my focus is to make sure that. I don't get lost in just one title because I have been blessed with different titles and I want to make sure that I am good in all of those things.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I feel like, you know, when you start a family, it's it's physical, it's emotional, it's financial. It's all of your health and well-being tied up into all of those things. And I feel like I've just been really fortunate to start to demystify some of this for myself um i'm glad that we're talking about it more and in no way have we covered like the full gamut of Absolutely what, it, what it takes but just even starting the conversation and i think even encouraging other people like ask questions right mm-hmm. like start to figure out like what do you want not what do you think other people want you to have like what do you actually want like are these decisions that you're truly making for yourself or they're decisions that you're making because you don't want to be other or you don't want to be othered You don't want people questioning your decisions. So I think that was like the start of all this for me is like, am I doing what I really want? Or am I doing what I think I should do based on comments, feedback, unsolicited feedback, you know, from everybody from everybody from like, I've had bosses, right? Like I've had people who manage me comment on, you know, your eggs are dying. You know, it is like, wow, wow, wow. So um, I think it's just asking yourself questions, getting comfortable with. What it is that you want for yourself and then walking that path getting the information and not feeling shame or guilt and in being insistent about knowing as much as you can about your body and not letting other people um, make decisions and i think above all resist right like this you, we know that we're in a really difficult climate but it doesn't have to continue to be this way and so i feel like those are all the things um that are in front of me mm-hmm.
0: I mean, listen, we would love to hear from you guys. You heard from our two different perspectives, child-free, mad childs, mad children, mad childs. I don't have mad children. I only have two. Um, But we would love to hear from you guys. Can you be child-free? Or if you want to comment on any other part of this episode, we would love to hear from you guys. And thank you for tuning in.